0: Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm
1: Arena. Herter looks, lays it in to Trey. Two seconds one. Trey Slaughter!
0: Either. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode 85 of season seven. What's going on, guys? How have you guys been? If you guys have been watching basketball, you've been watching the finals tell you what, man, it's, it's been a really good finals this far, man. I've really been enjoying it. And uh, yeah, man, we're back. So we are uh, we got some things planned for you guys coming up this week. I'm going to put out some content as far as these podcasts are concerned. This is the first of a three-part series that we are doing on the Atlanta draft, the Atlanta Hawks draft. Uh, in this draft, they have the 20th pick in the first round. And I think... What pick do they have in the second? I think the 43rd or something like that. But we're going to be looking at their first round pick that they have, and we're going to be doing it in three different podcasts. So this podcast, we're going to be looking specifically at uh, some mock drafts. We're going to be looking at some of the players that have been mocked to the Hawks, and uh, we're just going to talk about those a little bit, and um, that's going to be today's pod. Uh, The second pod, we're going to bring in some other names that are uh, that could go around that 20th pick uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, we're going to kind of preview preview those uh, profiles and just kind of give you guys an idea of the number of guys that could possibly be drafted by the Atlanta Hawks. Now, this year is a bit different uh, because they don't have a lottery pick. So it's a lot uh, harder to to to. decide or kind of look at guys who could probably go 20 as it is when you're picking 6th or when you're picking 3rd uh, things are uh, 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 it's a lot it's a lot different <laughs> it's a lot different you have to cast that net a little bit wider when uh, you're picking around 20th but before we get into it I want to remind you make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms at hawksbeat Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to the pod and rate the pod. Now, listen. The rating of the podcast is extremely important. Every podcast you listen to, they tell you to rate. And listen, it's very important. Very important. Somebody went on the pod and gave us a, a one star rating because I didn't. I didn't talk about Trey Young enough uh, when the Hawks lost to I think the Milwaukee Bucks uh, that night when Chris Middleton just went crazy in the fourth. He don't like that too much, so he gave me one star. Uh, that's fine. I don't mind you give me one. I mean, I don't mind you not liking the pop. But at the end of the day, man, give us five stars, man. <laughs> give us five stars, man. We greatly appreciate We're trying to get our weight up here in the community. we trying to do stuff for the people. So uh, we can disagree, and that's cool. I mean, listen, I don't expect you guys to agree with everything I say. That's the whole point of it. But uh, hook your boy out with a five-star rate, man. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, it's all love, man. It's all love. Um, Yeah, so again, three-part series on the draft. This is the first part. Uh, I guess we'll call this volume one. And uh, first things I will start with is this. You have to ask yourself before you go into the draft, what are the Hawks looking for? Um, of course, a lot of the mock drafts have the Hawks selecting a, a backup point guard because, you know... <clears throat> We've heard from Travis Link himself saying, look, you know, they, they need to solidify that backup point guard position. Uh, they've been trying to do that for a while, and that's why a lot of mocks, uh have, you know, Hawks selecting a point guard. Uh, I will say this. Uh, that is something that the Hawks are probably going to be looking at, point guard for the future. Uh, I think wing depth uh, is something that they could be looking at. That means like a shooting guard or a small forward, somebody that can play on the wing. Yes, you have DeAndre Hunter. Yes, you have Cam Reddish, uh, Bogey, Herter. All of those guys could be considered wings, but uh, all those guys are coming off injuries, except for Herter. You know, Bogey was injured, uh, Cam and, and DeAndre. You know, so you're going to need some depth there. Uh, and, and, less, and at the end of the day, you're going to need the best player available. I think at the center position, you, you're, you're pretty okay. Um, you still have Clint. You got, uh, you know, you got... Uh, a Kong and, and you have some, some bodies there. Um, not sh- sure what's going to happen with John Collins, but uh, you still have some big, bigs there. So I, I don't think if you're looking at needs, I would put back point guard in wings as a, uh, something that the Hawks are looking for uh, over the bigs. Now, if there's a guy there, I saw some mock drafts have uh, Kai Jones out of Texas. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Um, I don't think that would be a bad selection. I really don't. I don't think that would be a bad selection. When you look at the draft in its totality, when you're looking at guys that might go at this time in 20. I've always said that guys that, you know, once they come into the league, they're not going to be very good (laughs) just because, I mean, it's few and far between that just come into the league and just ball out, you know? So the guy that you're going to draft is going to be a guy that's probably going to help you later than sooner, right? It's probably going to be later than sooner. So like, don't think they're going to draft the point guard and he's going to be traced back up like immediately. The chances of that happening are very slim, in my opinion. Very slim. So you're looking for a guy that, that could possibly maybe play with Trey. Uh, if you're looking for a wing, you're looking for a wing that can play with Cam and Dre or, or or give you some depth. And the hope is, you know, maybe in a year, maybe in a year or two, that they will have solidified that backup point guard position and be ready to roll once they are, you know, maturing in this thing we call the NBA. So that's kind of, I think, how teams work. They don't they don't necessarily work like, you know, NBA 2K and, and like we would. Like, oh, drive the point guard? That's going to be Trey's backup. No, it doesn't work like that. There has to be development there. There has to be development. And don't forget, you still got Skylar, Skylar Mays in the the fold. You still got Skylar Mays in the fold. And they're still planning on trying to develop him. At the end of uh, at the end of the year, when um, Travis had his end of the year press conference, he was saying, "Look, he he he, he expects try, Skyler to be on the summer league next year." So uh, they're still going to be you know trying to uh, cultivate and mold uh, Skylar Mays. So, you know, we'll see. You know, the Hawks may already have their backup point guard. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Before we go to our first break, I want to give you a history, a history of the 20th picks in the NBA draft. I always find these things fascinating because, you know, just to show you what kind of value you can get at 20. And everybody knows they can get value at 20 because, you know, you can get value anywhere in the draft, to be honest with you. Um, We picked John Collins at 19, and when you look at Travis Slink's track record, as far as the draft is concerned, uh, a lot more hits than misses, (laughs) a lot more hits than misses, so uh, I I trust Travis and and his his staff and his team to do their due diligence, but uh, let's look at the history of the 20th picks in the draft. So Last year, 20th pick went to the Miami Heat, and they selected Precious Achua. Uh, Precious has worked out pretty decent. Looks like he's going to be a ball player. Um, he was on that Nigerian team that, that beat USA a couple of days ago. And looks like a very solid pick. 2019, the Boston Celtics select Matisse Theibel. Uh Thybul, of course, is with the Sixers now. Uh, just finished a season in which he was named All-NBA Second Team Defense. Really good defender. Um, you know, young guy who I think has a, a bright career ahead of him. Uh, 2018, you have Minnesota selecting Josh Okoji. 2017, Harry Giles, uh, Portland selected kid out of Duke. In 2016, Karis Lavert, uh, Indiana selected them with the 20th pick. So, uh, you see there's a lot of value that you can get at 20. A lot of value you can get at 20. And I think the Hawks, um, you know, it, I, I think that, you know, looking at the record of, of, Draft picks. I think they'll be in a good situation. I think they'll be in a good situation. So we're going to take a quick break on the other side. We're going to take a look at some of these mock drafts and see exactly what they have to say and see who do they have going to your Atlanta Hawks. It's the Hawks Week Podcast. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Dow Family Wellness. Are you dealing with pain? No, I'm not talking about the pain when your team loses a ball game. I'm talking about back pain, neck pain. <laughs> well, listen, you need to go see our guy, Dr. Rick, the chiropractor of the Hawksbeat Podcast. Whether you've been in an auto accident, you may be an expecting mother, suffering from migraines, any type of neck pain or back pain. Dr. Rick is here to help. Dr. Rick and the good folks over at Dow Family Wellness use the latest in computerized technology to diagnose your issues, and they have affordable cash plans. Here's what he's doing for our listeners. Consultation, exam, digital pics, computer scans, and an adjustment, all for $37. Yep, I said it, first time visit, $37. So call our guide, Dr. Rick, 470 395 3478. That's 470-395-3478. Stop letting that pain fester. Call Dr. Rick at Dow Family Wellness. Tell him the Hawksbeat sent you and take the first step to living pain-free. What's up folks? It's your boy E-Dub back again. Hawksbeat Podcast, episode 85 of season 7 taking a look at uh, some draft prospects, right? So this is the Atlanta Hawks Draft Talk uh, Volume 1. We plan to do three pods this week, each taking a look at the Atlanta Draft, the Atlanta Hawks, as far as their draft is concerned. So, I've um, been in the lab ever since the season has been over. Um, been doing majority of draft stuff, looking at draft profiles, scouting, you know, just looking at hours of draft film on youtube like it's a <laughs> you can go down a rabbit hole and i've been down there plenty of times but uh I, I find it exciting i find it exciting uh there's a lot of good players coming out this this year and um uh, yeah so here's the thing i wanted to start uh as we start volume 1 with this it's kind of like a just throwing out a, a, a wide net and seeing, you know, who can you catch? <laughs> so that's kind of what it is right now. Uh, I want to see where the mock drafts said about who might be coming and who they see coming to the Atlanta Hawks. So I went to, let's see, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I went to eight different sites to see how many guys are, uh, who was going where? So first, I went to CBS Sports. Had the Atlanta Hawks selecting Moses Moody, six uh, six shooting guard out of Arkansas, and uh, that's who they had. Uh, next up, uh, Room dot com, uh, Room dot com, and NBA Draft dot net. These were the only two sites that had the same person. Uh, everybody else had somebody different but these were the only two sites that had uh the same guy going to the Hawks and that guy is Cam Thomas uh 6-4 guy out of Louisiana State uh LSU uh, we're going to preview him and talk about him a little bit more in depth after we go through this mock but next up was Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report had the Hawks selecting Trey Mann out of Florida uh combo guard um We'll talk a little bit more about Trey a little bit later. ESPN had the Hawks selecting Jared Butler. Jared Butler is a combo guard out of Baylor. Uh, 6'3", 195. Think about Jared Butler. Jared Butler had uh, kind of like some health issues going into the minicamp. And um, it was some heart issues, I believe. And... I think I'm not sure if it was uh, some of the NBA scouts or whoever wanted to get a clean bill of health for him. So uh, good news. Uh, he has been checked out. He is a full go. He has a clean bill of health. And there are no health concerns as far as Jared Butler is concerned. So he is good to go. He is good to go. So um, that's definitely going to affect his draft status for the better. Uh, we're Just glad that he got a clean bill of health. Um, As far as tankathon is concerned, tankathon is uh, they do a mock, and they had the Atlanta Hawks selecting Zaire Williams, small forward out of Stanford. Um, We're going to talk about Zaire a little bit later. And SB Nation, they had the Atlanta Hawks selecting Corey Kispert, uh, forward out of Gonzaga, Um, which is kind of an interesting pick because I personally, I I mean, I I love the Corey Kispert pick, but I doubt he will be there at 20. That's just kind of my opinion. But hey, look, guys slide and, and, and they, <laughs> they they rise and fall all the time. So, I mean, I could be wrong. And finally, USA Today had uh, the Atlanta Hawks selecting Kai Jones, who is uh, kind of like a Ford center combo out of Texas. He is the only big that I've seen selected to go to the Hawks. And again... <clears throat> Uh, when you look at best player available and Hawks needing a point guard, wing depth. And I said, best player available. Kai Jones is the guy, if he slips to 20 and if, um, you know, if, if Travis feels like that's the guy, I wouldn't have a problem with a guy like Kai Jones. I think that he has tremendous upside. And uh, I personal first, well, first of all, I don't think, he, I think like Corey Kispert, I don't think he's going to be there, but, if they did pull that trigger with Kai Jones, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset. Like, you know, especially with uh, John Collins being in doubt right now. We, you just don't know. You know, you just don't know. So, um, yeah, I mean, I like the Kai Jones kid, man. So um, we'll do this. Let me do one quick break on the other side. I promise we're going to take a look at more in depth at some of these guys that are mocked to the Hawks. So a uh, quick little break. We'll be right back after this. This segment is brought to you by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry ships straight to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. So if you are looking for some custom bracelets or necklaces, go see our guy Jonathan at TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Again, that's TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Tell him the Hawks beat sent you. You'll be happy you did. All right, folks. We are back. Hawks beat podcast episode eighty-five. Um, taking a look at some of these mock drafts and who the uh, who these outlets say the Hawks could possibly draft with the twentieth pick in the NBA draft coming up soon. Um, we're going to start with Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas. Uh, Again, like I mentioned earlier in the first segment, uh, he was the only guy listed uh, by multiple outlets to go to the Hawks. NBADraftRoom.com, NBADraft.net, both said the 6'4 swing swing man out of LSU. um, They said that he will go to the Hawks at 20. And so when I looked at these things, I asked, you know, what are some of the intangibles about the guy? What are some of the things that – You know, they have to get better at. And secondly, I asked, how would they fit? How would they fit? Because the fit is important. Fit is very important. I don't think a lot of people look at the fit when it comes down to it because um, I don't know why, but that's a very important of the element. But one thing about uh, Thomas, again, 6'4 out of LSU, he is he's a guy who can get buckets, like, as a freshman, you put up 23 points a game. Like, as a freshman, guys, like a D1 basketball, <laughs> put up 23 points a game, man. So, this guy is a scorer. Um, I've seen some takes where they have referred to this guy as kind of like a J.J. Redick or Etuan Moore type of guy. A guy that can just score. You know what I mean? Like, you know... Um, very good off the ball. What I've seen um, can score at all three levels. And again, he's a young guy. He's a young guy. 6'4", 210. Uh, went to the fame Oak Hill Academy. And um, I, I, I like the kid. I like the kid. I think that, um, you know, you can always use a guy that can get buckets. You know, he can create his own shot. And one thing that um, when you look at the concerns, there is a concern that maybe he is kind of one dimensional. Um, And, of course, with a lot of these guys, you're going to see as far as um, the, the, the need to get stronger, the need to get bigger, because a lot of these guys, 18, 19, 20 years old. They haven't really come into their man bodies yet. <laughs> you know, I mean, these are men, but they're young men. They haven't grown into, you know, their their bodies yet. So they need to get fit, get stronger. Um, one thing for Mr. Thomas needs to work on that three ball. But um, as a draft player, I think he's a good guy. I think he's a good wing to, to bring on to uh, this ball club. The question how he fits I think he, he would give you some wing depth. You don't have to play him immediately. You can bring him in and, and, and let him learn. You know, you, you don't have to worry about, oh, man, he's got to start and he's got to do this. You know, you need wing depth. And so, again, I think with these guys that you're drafting this year, you're drafting them for long-term success. You're drafting them not necessarily to come in and be the guy this year. Um And and the hope is maybe they can help you next year or, or, you know, contribute this year and and have a bigger role the year after. Um, With Cam and Dre coming off injury, uh, you're going to need some wing depth. So uh, might be a good pairing with Skylar Mays, who's also from LSU, you know, so little nuances like that you got to kind of think of you know what i'm saying two guys from lsu if skyler uh, is progressing in his second year on in 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 the league uh this might be a good pairing you know pairing uh cameron cam thomas with um skyler mays in that backcourt in that second unit uh they might be able to do some damage who knows but i like the kid um <clears throat> any guy that can just get buckets you know uh, I, I think that is a plus. I think that is a plus. Next up, uh, Bleach Report. Bleach Report had the Atlanta Hawks selecting Trey Mann out of University of Florida. Trey Mann is, um, I guess you can kind of consider him a, a, a combo guard. I think he's more so a, a, a point guard, but um, <clears throat> I think he can play both guard positions. Which is, which is something that bodes well for his draft stock, in my opinion. Now, I will say this, man. A lot of folks um, really seem to like the Trey Man kid. You know, I think that he will be there at 20. I've seen some mocks where he drops to early second round, uh, late first round. Um, so I think uh, anywhere from 22, you know, end of the round is where he might fall. Trey Mann, I have him as a guy who is kind of like, you know, some of the NBA comparisons, Devin Harris, Jordan Poole. Uh, again, Trey Mann is a three-level scorer. He's got nice handles. Uh, he can play make. Huge asset on the pick and roll, which is key. If you if you have guys like Capella, John Collins, if you bring him back, Okongwu, the ability to run uh, the pick and roll is going to be critical. And I think that uh, he has that in his skill set early on. Uh, I think that if you have a guy who who can play both guard positions, there's a possibility that you can play him with Trey. There's a possibility you can play him uh, with Skylar Mays, you know, um, Kevin Herter, a, a bogey or, or any of those type of guys. So um, the fact that he is well-rounded is a plus for him. As far as concerns, again, Needs to get bigger. Um, he's six which is good for for like a guard, uh, but he's one ninety, so he needs to bulk up. Needs to get a little bit bigger. With a lot of these guys, shot selection is an issue um, because I mean they're young. You know they're young. They need to learn the game. They need to uh, improve the IQ. Need to, uh, you know, decision making. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be critical for this guy. Um, Needs to get better defensively. So, you know, there are some some limitations there. But I think that if you bring a guy like this guy in, he could, again, he could be a combo guy that you can play with Trey and Skyler. Um, He gives you flexibility in the future. You know, nice size can create his shot. I think he would be a good long-term fit. So um, I like a lot of these guys. I like a lot of these guys. There's no guy that really would just be like, oh, man, this is a terrible pick. These guys that are coming out, uh, they're coming out, especially guys that are coming out early. They're coming out for a reason because they're good, <laughs> like because they're good and because, you know, uh, <clears throat> um, they can contribute. They can contribute. And I think that he will be a good asset for the Atlanta Hawks long term. If the Hawks were to pick him at 20. Next up, ESPN, ESPN had the Hawks selecting Jared Butler. Um, point guard, kind of a combo guard. Point guard can play the two out of Baylor, 6'3, 195. Um, listen, I really like the Jared Butler pick. You're going to hear more about, you're going to hear more of me. You're going to hear <laughs> me talk a lot more about Jared Butler. I really like the Jared Butler guy. Um, I'm glad that he got a clean bill of health. So there's nothing really holding him back. Nothing, uh, no reason a team should be gun shy when pulling the trigger with this guy. Uh 63195 combo guard, good spot shooter, moves well without the ball. Probably uh one of the highest IQ players in this draft. Good defenders, nice handles. Um I really like, I mean he's a winner. I really like the Jared Butler kid and um Listen, I mean, if there is a guy, and, and I'm going to do this pod probably a little bit later, about guys on my big board, uh, Jerry Butler would probably be near the top. He would probably be near the top. Very impressed with this kid. Um, and again, he got cleared to play by the NBA, and, and you know, the, the, there's a little uh, panel that they got to go through. And um, I'm just glad he got cleared and he's ready to go, man. Kid from Riverside Academy. And uh, again, he's a winner uh some of the concerns he's not super athletic uh, again, like most of those guys, he needs to bulk up a little bit with that size. Uh, there is a concern about his ability to switch and play multiple positions at his size. Uh, I think all that is kind of minor. That's just kind of, you know, you got to put something down there as a concern. And most of these kids all have the same concern about needing to get bigger, needing to make better decisions. Like, it's all the same. It's all the same. I've looked at hundreds of scouting, (laughs) scouting things, and that's how they go. How he fits with the Hawks, I say this. His best asset may be his IQ, the fact that he's going to make the smart play. Uh, And that's huge. That's a guy that you can count on in crunch time in the fourth quarter. And, you know, he's not going to make the bonehead play. Smart kid knows where the ball goes. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes. He's very smart. Um, And so you're not going to have to worry about, you know, a lot of that. Those things that you would with, you know, a a much younger guy. Uh, He is 20 years old, but he's again, he's a smart kid, man. He's a smart kid. And the thing that like that, that that really sold me on him is the fact that he defends so well. All those Butler guys are dogs. All of those Butler guys are dogs. Uh, I, I like all those Butler guys. I'm be honest with you. I'm a you guys know if you've been listening to the pod for a while. I'm a big defensive guy. I love that fact. I love the fact that he doesn't mind playing defense. Well rounded player can play with Trey, can play with Skylar, and I think he would be a great asset for the Atlanta Hawks. <clears throat> um, next up, Tankathon. Tankathon does draft work all year round as well. Uh, they have Zaire Williams from Stanford, uh, small Ford. He is a guy. Is uh, he? He. I, I. I like him too. He is a a, a, a good two way wing. I'd said as far as my draft board, as far as the wings, I I have him as the the fifth best wing on my board. Um, great length. I uh, could possibly play f- both four positions if he bulks up a little bit. Good athlete, smooth, uh, very in control when going to the hoop. Uh, he 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 plays kind of like who would I compare him to? And, and I know the comparison a lot of folks have compared him to, like Rashad Lewis, you know. But I mean, he's a long kid, you know, out of Sierra Canyon in High School, you know, out in Cali, uh, West Coast kid. But um, I don't. I mean, he 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 has a really smooth game, man. Really smooth game. Of course, needs to bulk up. Needs to put on some weight. Six eight, six nine. Uh, by the time he's done growing, he could be six ten with a a a a, a with a bucket full of skills. <laughs> so uh, I think when you look at concerns for him, he needs to shoot better. He just needs to shoot better. That'll come with time. It'll come with. Listen, when the NBA is your job, you're gonna get better. That is the hope. That is the goal. To you know, you get with your assistant coaches. They help you. They get them shots up. You get those percentages up. And, uh, you know, so he needs to shoot better from the field, needs to shoot better from three, very young. He's going to be 20 in September. So, um, yeah, he's, he's got one year college under his belt like a lot of these kids, but he just needs to grow, needs to play better, I mean, play more. How he fits, same way like a lot of these guys. I think that for, for, for Zaire Williams, uh, the much-needed wing depth, I think if you bring him in, you throw him against Cam Reddish. Throw him against DeAndre Hunter in practice. Iron will sharpen iron. Iron will sharpen iron, and, he, and those guys will go at him, and they will make him better. Again, good insurance for Trey. I mean, for for Cam, good insurance for Dre, and he's just a good wing to have on your roster. I I, I really don't think he's going to be there at twenty, but if he is, and the Hawks pick him, that would be a very good pick, and he will be a guy that he might contribute. Uh, might might contribute sooner than later. So keep your eye on Mr. Zaire Williams. The two guys that we'll, we'll talk about in the next podcast, but I just want to make mention of Corey Kispert out of Gonzaga, Kai Jones out of Texas. We're going to talk about those guys in the next pod, uh, run up against our time. Um, make sure, uh, and, and for what it's worth, I don't think Corey Kispert is going to be there at 20. Um, Kai Jones, he might fall. I'm not sure. But those are those guys who I've seen a lot of mocks and a lot of them have going have them going in the top 15. But if they were to if they were to drop to 20, hey, you know, (laughs) go ahead and take a shot. Um, But yeah, man, so that is uh, today's pod. Just wanted to give you a little teaser on the mock drafts, what they're saying, who these guys are, a little bit of info on them. Uh, in part two and volume two, we're gonna we're gonna look at some of these guys that we didn't uh, talk about as far as um, prospects for the Hawks. We'll 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 look at Moses Moses Moody. We'll look at uh, Kispert. We'll look at Kai Jones and some other guys that are around the twentieth uh, spot. So again, thank you guys for checking out the Hawks podcast. It's been episode eighty five of season seven. It's your man's Edub. I want to remind you, in case you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Go in there, give us a rating, let us know that uh, you're listening to the show. We appreciate all the love, all the support, as always. And, like we always say, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So, if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love, because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Peace.